0: Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. I am so excited to launch this podcast because I know that you are going to get so much value and wisdom which will fast track your business path. Are you starting a side hustle? Do you currently have a side hustle? Are you pivoting from a side hustle to scale and become a full-time business? If your answer is yes, This podcast was designed for you, to give you the inspiration you need to take action to kickstart or scale your side hustle. In this podcast, you will get powerful business tips, and you will need this to stay in the long game. Believe me when I say you need to have staying power to be successful in business today. I'll be interviewing successful women, and men in business, as well as key industry experts who have been where you are, who are not afraid to share their journeys, and they're living it up. As well, I'll be piping in and providing some solo episodes, breaking down the vibes from their interviews, as well as giving you some quick business tips. Are you with me? Yes? subscribe to this podcast to know when the episodes drop. I look forward to your comments and reviews. I'm so excited. I'm your host, Irene Rousseau. Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Rousseau. I'm delighted to have with me in studio Miss. Rene Lindo. She is the owner of Let's Get Dress Right Now, a personal styling service serving professional women who authentically want to communicate who they are through their polished and sophisticated personal style. Rene lives in Toronto, and I'm so pleased to have her here with me. Hello,
1: Rene. Hi, Irenia. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be here with you. Well, likewise. I
0: know you have a fantastic story to tell, and I know my listeners are so going to appreciate all of your words of wisdom that you're going to drop on them
1: today. So without any further ado, um, tell us your backstory. All right, my backstory. So... So so I'm a a wife, I'm a mother, I am an entrepreneur who just really decided to take a chance on me, to bet on me, um, to pursue something that I've always been passionate about, which is uh, fashion and style. So just a little further back, um, I'm Jamaican and I grew up, went to school in Jamaica. I've always been a good student. And so at that time when I was growing up, if you're smart, if you're a good student, uh, you'd be a doctor, lawyer, some of those traditional roles. And so that's what I did. Um, you know, went to university in the U.S. Um, and with my, with my vision to always go to medical school. I always wanted to be a doctor, at least so I thought. And, um, you know, I just couldn't. I applied several times and I didn't go to medical school. So, I, you know, what else could I do? So I um, you know, to still use my love for science. Um, and so, I ended up in the pharmaceutical industry in sales. and so I' built my career in sales as a sales leader from the u s throughout the through the Caribbean and then to Canada most recently. And you know what I realized in the last few years is that it just was not um I just didn't enjoy it anymore. I just felt it just sucked my soul. i i was i I reached a very high high level in my career. I had really built my career painstaking in the corporate ladder and you know it just got to the point where I reached the top of my mountain and I looked around and I'm like oh my goodness I'm on the wrong mountain you know I was a sales director I had reps I was leading reps across Canada and it just um I just felt like I could think more with my skills and talents and what I truly love and um, I've always loved fashion and style. It was something that I did with my mom. from a little, from a little girl, we went, we'd go to fashion shows, to beauty pageants, we'd always be shopping, and people would always comment on her style, on my style. It's, just, it's something that we loved that, they, that came easy to us. Um, even in university, I would help some of my girlfriends get ready, even more most recently, my direct reports, I would take them shopping and help them put themselves together. And so I've always loved fashion and style and being able to present well. And so I just decided, you know, it just, it just became a point where my Sunday nights, or my Sundays in general, were just miserable. You know, I'd be short, I'd kind of get in a funk, yell at my kids and my, my, my patients would be short. And I said, yeah. you know, I just do, don't want that to be my, the, the, what my children remember of their mom. And so I knew I had to make a change. And mm-hmm. then I said, but God, it was so it was really scary because I said, Oh my goodness, whatever I do now, I'd be starting over from the bottom, which I really didn't want to do. Yeah. But I just this I just I just decided, I said, you know what? I want to pursue this. I've I've done I've been successful in my career. I've I've done well for these big companies. Let me bet on me. And mm-hmm. so I left my corporate at my corporate job and started my company let's get dressed now to really help women to you know feel look good feel confident where they are in life so I spend a lot of time with women on how they present themselves their personal brand how they present to the world and really getting clear on who that woman is and how she wants to communicate because I really feel how you look and your style is such an important or such a big communication tool it really helps so that's what I'm doing now I'm i um yeah I have personal st- my company I have personal styling and also boutique, and so I work with women and i I really do love that
0: Wow, I really love what you 're doing for women. you know this is a big mission that you have, and you know for a, for a young person like me with two kids, you know six and three, and a lot of shifted in many different areas, I certainly need a complete wardrobe makeover with colors and you know beautiful <laughs> textures so i'm delighted to have connected with you i also want to That's big fantastic. up our caribbean people because as you know i'm from dominica so connecting oh, yes. with a fellow caribbean you know yes. island girl yes. i love
1: that so much yes. and of course we're, we're everywhere right yes we're, yes we're always able to find one one wherever we are in the world
0: Yes, yes. You know, the the dream of moving from the island to, you know, North America to pursue that dream of economic empowerment is so important, you know. And I am very happy to see that you have achieved so much along your way and you've made that pivot into entrepreneurship and just pouring your knowledge to women and empowering women. So in your yeah. journey, you've met a lot of people along the way, you know, how have mentors impacted the trajectory of your life?
1: Oh, mentors Mentors are so important and such a, a big, they play such a big role. And I have a lot of online mentors as well, or virtual, I call virtual mentors and even uh, people who actually I work with. So one of my greatest mentors was one of my managers and he really, he drove me hard. And I, you know, I always thought like, why is he so hard on me? You know, why, what is it? Why I felt like I was being picked on, but mm-hmm. he always saw something more in me and always stretched me so that I could deliver and, and, and put up my best. John Malvick, I'll always remember him for, he also gave me my, my chance into my entree, I should say into pharmaceutical it is the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. Yes. So it's so important to have them along your journey, right. To help Mm -hmm. you, to make you, to make you be better.
0: Yes. I like that, you know, you mentioned, not only do you have people that you know, but you also have virtual mentors because, you know, we can find our mentors in many different things, right. As well as, you know, books, biographies of people who've been there, who've done that. And um, so I, I really like that. Um, Right now, you know, we have a lot of people who are in the job search mode. Um, A lot of job losses has occurred given the economic downturn that we're facing, right? Mm -hmm. And you talked about looking good, feeling good. And we know people who are in that job search place, um, you know, they need to, to really feel good and present well. What advice would you have
1: for them? You know, I think one of the first things we need to do is to be be clear on who you are. Be clear on on yeah, who you are as a person. How do you want to present yourself to the world? I think that is so critical. So many times people get caught up in trying to be like someone else or trying to look like this person. But that's that's not where your that's not where your power is. Your power is being able to use what is unique and special about you and standing out and being very confident in your difference and your differences. So that is one thing I would suggest to anyone, anyone starting out is to be authentic to you, know who you are. And that's even, you talk about young people looking for a job. That's one of the things that I do with my clients when we start working together is to really be clear on how you want to communicate who you are. What kind of words describe, you? How do you want people to receive you? How are you introducing yourself to the world? Because that's really what you're doing when you're getting dressed, when you're walking into that interview. Because I've interviewed a lot of folks in my role as a sales director. So how are you walking in? How are you? Because people make decisions about you so quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important that how you present tells them they're able to make the right decision about you the first time. So you know people will say that it should really be more about the value I bring and um, that I have a good heart and I do good work, and I agree you know, in a perfect world, sure, but before you can dazzle people with your wits, the people have already made a decision about you and it, and it 's by how you look so it's really important that how you communicate and how you look is in alignment with who you are and and what you say you bring and your, and the value that you bring. So I would say you know for a person a, new, a person starting out or even anyone. You really need to be clear on who you are and the value that you bring, and how you want to communicate that. Um, and then, for, and as I'd say, for a new person coming out into this world, know your value. That was one of the key key two um, things that triggered me when I went through a, a layoff um, was to is to know your value, know the value that you bring, and be so confident in that, and be able to, you know, advocate for yourself. That is absolutely
0: fantastic. There are so many mic drops in what you just said. You know, you have to use what is unique to you as a person and be clear to who you are. That is so important. And I love what you said in terms of nonverbal cues already communicating to a potential employer, the type of person you are, and first impressions. People make their first impressions within the first sixty seconds, the first three right. minutes yeah, before right. you even utter a word out of exactly. your mouth. Exactly.
1: oh so my exactly. goodness. Um,
0: exactly. you've got some great advice there. I'm so I'm so happy that um you shared that.
1: Yes, for sure. And it's something that we take for granted, right? We don't think about it. Um and yeah, we don't think about it. We assume that I'm a good person, so I should get all of the whatever comes. But people make decisions, right or wrong, it happens. Right? They make decisions quickly. Nonverbal cues are important. So stack the deck so that you have a winning hand. So meaning, ensure that you're not you. How you look is in alignment with what you're trying to say about yourself. I love it.
0: You know um stack the deck so you have a winning hand that is yes. so awesome I, I i love that so
1: coming yeah, into too. that what is your superpower oh my goodness my superpower by far is execution it has mm-hmm. always been um and that is one of the key points that i really attribute a lot of my success in my career to is is execution your people have very good ideas and be creative and say this and say that, but I'll always beat them on execution. Always. Um, And it's just, it's a matter of, you know, I said really, I've been always been a high achiever and I've always set very high standards for myself, which is, which can be to a detriment, right? Because it puts a lot of, a lot of pressure on you to perform. Mm -hmm. But with, but um, having that as my benchmark, I've always said excellence is my benchmark, right? I always, Mm -hmm. as I look over my career, I've always done more right? Whatever the expectation was, I wanted to produce more. I wanted to perform more. If we had to do X number of sales calls, I wanted to do at least two more, three more. So having that type of um, drive and expectation it, and knowing that yeah, I, have, I knew that I have to execute, right? I had to get it done. I'm really the get it done girl. Execution is really my thing. And I'm going to beat you on execution all the time. And I love too- that. <laughs> In our
0: lives, we all have epic wins and epic fails. Can you describe a moment in your life where you had an epic fail and how did you overcome it?
1: Yes, so getting to the other side really is so important. And throughout my career, one major, I would say fail for me was being laid off. Even though it it really wasn't personal, I shouldn't take it personal because that happens. Um, but for me, because I had, I put such a huge um, emphasis on my performance and my job, I identified high, greatly with my job and how I performed and being successful. To be laid off was a huge like, punch in the gut. And I was laid off at 36 weeks pregnant, 36 weeks pregnant, laid off, um, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? But during that time, and the, and the other thing is, that I knew at, it was I wasn't the only one so it was something that's a company all the pregnant women were laid off and EPP coming back from that leave were laid off so anyway that was another issue but just being in that space I just this de- this de- de- decided you know well what am I going to do how am I going to manage this and I truly believe that things happen for a reason and like when we're doing when we're doing when we're experiencing it we may not understand why but I really believe that it's how we grow is to really take the lessons from the seasons that we're in and what we're experiencing. So, d- d- part of the package was to have like a career person or company to help you get to the, the next job type thing. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really took that seriously. And that, during, that, during that process and all of the research and all the work that I was doing, I committed to being better, developing my skills, being able to sell myself. And what I got from that is to really understand the value. We had to do exercises where we had to write, you know, some of our wins. What were we good at? So it really brought to mind um, my value and what I had produced before and what I could still produce going forward. Uh, So I came out of that experience, you know, as I said, knowing my value and then also being able or being confident enough to negotiate my salary for the next job. Right. Which I think is a huge, huge thing that women that I love women to really grasp is negotiating your salary and not just being OK with what's being offered. Um, you know, they came. It was a great salary. And I, I was going for a job that I hadn't done before. It would be it would have been a level up or a few levels above where I was. But I knew I was confident in my skills, my mm-hmm. ability to learn. Yeah. And also my values. So they gave me an offer, and I pushed back, and I got what I asked for. That's awesome. And being in that role where I hired people and negotiated salaries, you know, I always and I t- I'm going to tell all your listeners now: whatever salary you're offered, you need to ask for more. Mm-hmm. People have that in hiring managers. Usually have that in their budget. It's usually they expect a push back, they expect to a negotiation to ensue. So when you just say, Okay, yes, I'll take it, so many times when I was at in that experience as a hiring manager and they didn't push back. Uh and especially if there were women, I was so my heart just sank. I'm like, oh, but I could have given you more. You know what I mean? Yes. If you had asked. But uh, as a company, right, I'm not going to just I'm gonna pay you really what the job is worth and what I think is is the right value. But sure I have some budget there that there is some movement. But I, that's a, a key point that I learned coming out of that is, to, is really understanding my value and negotiate, being able to negotiate for myself. And not just in terms of um, your pay, but to have the confidence to ask for what you want. That's something that I one of my virtual mentors, Oprah, I, I listen to a lot of what she says and really watch her journey uh, to be successful. And one of the, her quotes that I love is, um, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for right? That's awesome. And you know, sometimes you think about, you know, you want to ask me, oh my gosh, if I ask and I will look, they'll think I am too aggressive or they'll think X of me, Y of me. But you know what, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And even me, you know, at times now you're, you're a little fearful of, oh, should I ask? But you know, all you can do is ask and all they can say is no. And you may be surprised that the answer is yes. Or if it's not, yes, they'll say, hmm, I can't do that, but this, and it's still a little bit more or better than what you, what the initial offer was. Mm-hmm. So key, that's a, that's really something that I try to, to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's fair. It's, it's scary, right? Because you don't want to rock the boat or seem too aggressive or, but you know, with and I think that's a woman thing too. Men are going to ask, Men are going to go for the job that they're not even fully qualified for. Women wait until we have all of the all the parameters checked off before we apply. Men who may have 50% and they're going to be able to sell themselves and say, yeah, I can do that. So there's a huge mental uh, thing that women need to get past. And I think we're getting better at that. Mm-hmm. But that's huge, right? Being able to advocate for yourself and really ask for what you want and being confident in, in the value that you bring. i I love this
0: i love this you're right um (laughs) value and also mindset is so important like having a strong mindset because when you do make that ask and there is a pushback that say, i'm sorry Mm -hmm. this is what it is yeah um you gotta know how to deal with that gracefully and move forward right so when you go in to negotiate you have to know what for you is a win and right. if you think it's not a win, then you have to be willing to walk away. Exactly. Because you do know your value, right? Exactly. And, and exactly. what you bring to the table. Exactly. that's, so important. that's a powerful
1: place. That's a powerful mm-hmm. place to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Completely and I know
0: agree. right now, you know, in, in this time of the economic downturn, um, you know, a lot of carrier strategists, you know, are saying, well, you know, for those who are just graduating or lost jobs, you know, you just want to take that job. That's going to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we all know is that when you take that job to pay the bills, you, you know, may get comfortable right. in, in that position and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily the dream. Right. Correct. Right? Right. So what and advice would you to... have for somebody in that situation?
1: And the other thing to think about is when you, when you start off and I'm speaking, especially from a female perspective, cause I feel it impacts us um, greater when you start off at whatever salary you start off of your, all your subsequent jobs, right? Kind of build from that. When you get promotion, it's a percentage of what you're making now, mm-hmm. right? So if you start off low, no matter how many times you get raises, you're starting off at a deficit to begin with. Yes. Right. And when you go to the next job, they usually, they usually ask you, which I'm hoping they phased out, what were you making at the previous job? So everything kind of pegs on how you start. Right. So you, it's really in your best interest to ask for and you, you, you need to go into these interviews or negotiations, actually knowing what the market value market market rate is for your skills right i'm not a career strategist i just know as a as a leader and as in in business and a hiring Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. kind of what goes into that but you really have to know what i can't come come back to value again but you really need to and start off at the what is a fair um rate now there are some situations where you experience trump's money and i'm not negating that experience trump's money in, in many situations it's you know maybe more in like a not more, but maybe a fashion industry or creative where you want the experience you may even start working as an assistant where you don't really get much pay, but you you want you need the experience you building you're building your network, you're building your your contacts, which is really much more probably much more important than actually getting paid at the time, but to be able to have that network people to refer to people to get to give you future jobs is also key. So it really kind of depends on your industry and what the, what is really more important to you at this time.
0: Well, I really like what you're saying, you know, value, mindset, network, important ingredients for sure to be successful, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in your career, as well as the ability to execute. It's Mm -hmm. awesome.
1: Yep. So coming
0: back to your passion project, right? That's firing yes. you up, you know. Tell yes. our listeners, you know, um, a little bit more about that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm really excited, you know, as a as a stylist, I really help women elevate their personal brand with style, so they can put their hand up for more, more life, more opportunities, more money, and just be able to share their magic with the world. And so what I'm working on now is my one-on-one style program which I'm calling Style Elevate, Four Weeks to Fabulous. And it's it's really exciting because I want to, with this program, I'll be able to reach women to really help them to elevate their style. Um, we're gonna go through, you know, how to get clear on their, on their style and how they present to the world, go through how to dress their body shape, how to work with colors and outfit planning and building functional wardrobes. So it's really a transformative program that, as I see, um, it's really exciting for me because I know what women are going to experience, and I've tested tested it with a few of my clients, and the feedback has been fantastic. So we're in pre-launch now. It's going that the program is going to launch March sorry not March May May 19, yeah. and you know it's 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 I'm really as I said excited about that. And what I really love, even though you know we're in COVID, isn't you no know, we wouldn't wish that on any on to, to have to deal with COVID I should say but the fact that I've created all of my services as virtual I can reach so many more people and so many more women are reaching out to me and being able to access some of the services that I, that I offer so that's really exciting
0: yeah. Um, I love it. It's fascinating. Four weeks to fabulous. I love yes, it. Yes. Um, so how fabulous. can my listeners, um, you know,
1: connect with you if they want to participate in this? Yes. So my website, let's I have um, information there and Instagram. Let's get now and LinkedIn as well. So all the information is is there. Probably my website is a great place to start. Let it's easy. Let's get dressed now, and you can link that, um, you know, at the end.
0: Absolutely fabulous! I love it! I love it! I love it! Even <laughs> I am
1: going to check it out. Awesome! Um, awesome! Yes. Yeah! Yes. Yeah! Women all over, you know, really. The feedback has been has been fantastic. So I'm excited about that, and um, so that's my four week program. And I also I also work with like doing virtual closet edits and helping women with their wardrobe because um, we find that every, I believe everything starts in your closet, right? That, that allows how your mornings start in terms of are you harried trying to find and put an, a look together? Do you not have anything to wear? Are you completely overwhelmed? So I help women clear through their closet, create a space that is uplifting, that's fun, that really speaks to who they are and how they want to show up. So that when they're getting dressed, it's, it's easy to just um, figure out two pieces, not figure out, but pick two pieces and you know they're going to work together for you, your colors, your body, so that you can really present and feel, feel and look fabulous. That's what really gets me. Helping women to feel fabulous and step into their power. I call it mirror transformations and that's really powerful.
0: Mirror transformations. I love it even more. Yay. That is so awesome because I can say from personal, you know, experience, like, you know, looking through my closet, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I have nothing to wear because my shape has changed so much. In yes. the last little while and I've been yes. like, I'm gonna wait because I'm spinning and I'm gonna lose that ten pounds yes. and I'm gonna go yes. one size lower. <laughs> yes.
1: I hear, and of course. I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time, right? <laughs> because as women as women, you know, life happens or bodies change and we're constantly changing from you know, throughout life. And it's okay for a style to change as that transformation and changes happen. But it's also important that, and I know with, when you have new babies and stuff, you plan to lose the weight, but I have some, I have some clients who 10 years, they're still trying to lose the weight. And it, <laughs> it, and, and, and you know, I'm not saying that you can't lose the weight, but I would say, take that out of your closet. If you plan to use the weight. Okay. But don't have it cluttered in your closet. Think about it this way, right? Think about your, your you have a, your fridge and when you go in your fridge, all you have are specialty items. You have specialty pickles, um, special special olives, all kinds of um meats, and mm-hmm. but when you what you want, you just want to make a grilled cheese sandwich. You just yeah. want a ham and cheese sandwich, but you can't because you have to dig through all that specialty stuff that you don't want to eat every day. And so it makes it so much more difficult. So get rid of that stuff that no longer serves you that no longer makes you feel fantastic. And then when you walk into your closet, it makes for a much more enjoyable and uplifting experience.
0: I love it. All right.
1: Yep. 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 So
0: in terms of, you know, impacts, right? We have a lot of um, activities um, that we do in our lives. You know, what sort of impact are you having locally, um You know, in the community,
1: uh, impacts. Well, I I I try to work with uh, young women, yes, right, and be kind of a what you call it? I, I guess a mentor to women who are just starting out in their careers, or women or new graduates from university, and try to come of the same topics that we talked about today. I try to talk about with them, and in terms of advocating for themselves. Um, you know, in when they're negotiating, how they behave at work and how they manage situations where they may be the only woman, but how to, to be able to speak up and, and share their voice. So I do um, do work like that. And also with, with my church, I'm very involved. I have a very strong faith and I'm involved in my church, uh, trying to reach out to, and we're, our church, we're trying to grow. Um, I just, we feel that, just, not, just, not just we feel, but we know that, some of the traditional religions or traditional, yes, is um, there's not a lot of people continuing to go to church, right? Sundays are busy, people are working more, so Sundays maybe their only day of rest. So we are trying to grow our mem- our, congreg- our congregation and and invite people in and be attractive to the community. so people of all um, beliefs can join. and so we are trying to be more welcoming and to institute programs and outreach that can reach folks so all different things.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now let's segue okay. into the rapid fire insights, you know, so okay. what are some of your morning rituals? You know, what gets that pep in your step to oh my set your
1: mood? Yes. So, that, so we have to talk about BC before COVID and after COVID. So before COVID. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. after but but before COVID and now because now it's just kind of free for all in my house. I'm I'm excited to not have an alarm to wake up to. But before COVID, and when I was really productive, my morning rituals I'll get up at five, do my meditation, do my devotion, I pray. Um I'll maybe write about my what I'm grateful for. And then by six o'clock, I'd get to the gym, work out for an hour, uh, get home. Between seven thirty shower and then start doing breakfast and lunch for my for my kids and then by nine o'clock I'm at my desk that's the ideal plan that was working most times but since COVID completely different but yeah that's my morning ritual
0: that is um absolutely fantastic <laughs> and um in terms of music we know that that changes our philosophy our physiology our mood our energy it gives us a boost
1: what mm-hmm.
0: um what have you what music do you have on yes
1: yeah, so i love my soca and my reggae music that is that just soothes my soul it gets me excited I feel happy memories of home and family and usually when I hear certain songs it brings back memories of doing something with people who I love and church. but it, it, it makes me dance wherever I am whether I'm buttoned down in a buttoned down suit I'm on the road I'm in my car I blare the blare the radio and I, I love that soca and reggae for sure those are my, my beats.
0: That is, that is awesome. I I know what you mean, like, you know, in Dominica with, you know, some of the Buyo music, um, when I get that in, it just brings me back to when I was a little girl, so I can totally relate. Yes. Yes. And, um, in terms of books, you know, Mm -hmm. that have impacted your life, you know, that, that's really, you know, produced a word to help you with your career. What would you recommend?
1: And you know, I used to be an avid reader. Like I read all the time, um, and I've always read uh, self help books because I'm always on this mission to be better and do better. And I just found since I've launched my this new business, I just haven't taken the time. I haven't made it a priority to read. But what I what but the books that I have read, Mindset by um, Carol Dweck exactly is one of my favorites. And that's really where I learned about you know growth mindset fixed mindset and really being able to embrace having a growth mindset so i I always figure i can learn something i figure that if somebody else can do it i can learn it myself and also do it but all but the other thing i realized from this book is because i was all i excelled in school and always did well i always felt like if i asked the question um I I didn't want to look stupid by asking a question because the expectation was there that you, you should know it because you're, you're so bright, but that is a fixed mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I read the book, I started to get older that I understand. I understood that really when you're asking questions and when you're being vulnerable, that is when you grow. That is when it it shows how, um, you know, how important it is to be vulnerable, to ask the questions, to, to be better, right? When you're just fixed, you're, that's all you have. Yeah. When you're open to what's new, that's when you expand and grow. So that, I, that's I, really I love one of it. the key books for me. I love it. I love that um, that you
0: recommended that book for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anybody who knows me know that I like to change my hairstyle, right? And I've changed it so many times over the years. So what is your favorite hairstyle renee
1: oh my goodness i have gone through so many hairstyles i mean from when i was younger i had long hair that i always blow dried and had it straight and had to put it you know that was just the thing it was short i mean long hair was you were deemed more attractive that was just to have the long hair mm-hmm. but now as i've gotten older uh, my hair is short Uh, in a short kind of short curly and I and I love it it's easy I you know what really changed for me was when I started working out a lot and I said it was either hair or health yeah and I wasn't going to make the choice because if you if I blow dry my hair if I'd sweat in my head and then it would be a poof yeah so I said you know I'm gonna and then so it would prevent me if I got my hair done I would it would prevent me from working out but that couldn't happen because then I was choosing my hair over my health, and we you know mm-hmm. we're working out is so important. So my hair is now short, in know, curly, a curly short do that's easy, wash and go, and I get and I get compliments on it. So I'm gonna keep rocking it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> fantastic. I love it. I'm gonna keep rocking it. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, we've been yeah. having yeah. such a great chat. I love it. We we're coming close to the. The end of our interview, you know, I love all of the information. Yeah, yeah. Great chat. Yeah. You know, from you know, your journey from Jamaica to Canada, the work that you did in sales, your pivot into entrepreneurship, the work that you're doing now to elevate women with their style and to make them be confident in who they are. And to show up well, um, it's so fantastic. There are so many mic drops in this episode. You know, if there's one thing we want our listeners to take away from the conversations
1: that we've had today, Renee, what would it be? You know, and I go back to that quote from Oprah. You get in life, what you have the courage to ask for. I think that is so powerful. Just ask. Because you never know where that's, what you're going to get from that ask. And it's actually a, a, something from the Bible, right? We have not because we ask not. Ask and the, the door, knock on the door will be opened, ask and it'll be given to you. So I really believe in the power of asking. You just never know what, will, what the answer will be. You can't make decisions for people, but you can control your action and your action and your responsibility is to ask.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Renee, for coming on
1: this show. Really enjoyed our conversation. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Irene. I so appreciate being here. This was awesome. I loved the conversation. Some of these things I really hadn't thought about for a while since I, you know, so it's great to revisit them and really brought brought back some great memories. Fabulous. So thank you <laughs> you're welcome
0: thank you so much for tuning into this dial if you found some value in this episode please do share it with a friend we want this knowledge to spread across canada Please also head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast so you're in tune when every episode drops, and as well, write us a review. Let us know how this episode helped you. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm your host, Irene Russo.